Hi guys, it's Miss B Speaks and um, it's a new episode. I am super excited to talk about this with you guys because what led to me having this topic on today is I was preparing for one episode that I was going to do and somehow I decided on what it is that I wanted to do late yesterday even though I had a plan in my head, I just sat down and I'm like, oh, I could add this to it. And I ran it by a few people and they're like, cool, this could work. So I sent out a message to a few of my friends and family and acquaintances, a few people that knew me. And I was like, hey, um, okay, so let me tell you the backstory. So you know that episode that I did on communication, which is season two, episode two. If you haven't heard it, please go back and listen. Um, so what happened was I had a few people talk to me about certain things that were said in that episode. And one of the people that spoke to me said a few things. It hit me hard. (laughs) Like, and I just felt like the person was judging me based off of the episode and me being in agreement to an agreement with stuff that was said and also a lot of things that I talk about and really so I'm just giving you insight to next week episode which is where I'll be talking about what I say at the end of every episode which is be loyal to the version of me that you know and do not judge me by my podcast so um I had someone that was you know feeling some type of way about how I handled a certain situation on the podcast and it led me to send out a message to a few people and I told them I'm like hey you've known me for a while I would like for you to share the version of me that you know with me I would like to share this with my listeners because I know that different people know me differently and you know just um basically because I just feel like when you're into entertainment podcasting it's like art if you're podcasting, it's like you embrace whatever episode that it is that you're doing, whatever topic that you're doing, you embrace it. It's just like acting. If you're in a movie and they ask you to play the role of the evil stepmother, you don't have to be evil to play that role, but you can embrace the role well enough to play it. It doesn't mean that your personality does not still show inside you playing that role or listening to that episode and, you know, relating to whatever it is that is being said but you know just being able to embrace whatever it is that is being said and done and owning the episode so this brought me to something I was having a conversation with one of the people that I had the conversation with and I explain what brought me to the point where I sent out the message to everyone that I sent the message to and we decided to talk about it. So I'm going to bring Dakbo on now. Dakbo is a real good friend of mine. We've known each other for almost 11 years now and you know we've had our ups and downs but you know I'll just let him introduce himself and we'll see but yeah I'm gonna when he comes and I'm gonna let you guys know what it is that we talked about and how we got to this point. All right, so I have Dakbo, like I said, and as we all know, I do not do well with introducing people. So Dakbo, please introduce yourself to my listeners. Hi, listeners. 
Uh, my name is Dapo Onabanjo, and um, I'm from Lagos, Nigeria, and I currently live in New York City. I've known Tommy for about 11 years, and um, we started off our relationship funny, but I'm glad we're like one of the best friends. Uh, she's one of my best friends right now, and I'm, you know, she got me to the podcast, and I'm very excited to share my views with you all. Yeah. Okay, so... Well, yesterday I had sent Dapo's message, and what did I say in the message, Seth? So, I sent out a message saying, hi, how are you doing? I'm working on an episode for my podcast, and I'm trying to make this episode involve my listeners. Please, can you send me a voice note or a message with a description of how you see me, like the version of me that you know? Thank you so much. If you want to be anonymous, please let me know. So, um, I had told him... To do this and then he sent me his recording of what it was that he wanted to say and he called me right after he's like oh we haven't talked in a while so what's up and then he's like oh was that good enough I'm like yeah sure it was great um and then he asked me oh so why are you doing this what is it about that you're about to talk about so yeah. I let him know I'm like yo see I'm talking about you in third person like you're not here <laughs> okay so <laughs> yeah um I, we were talking and I'm like, okay, well, this is what happened. It was the episode on communication and it was the part where um, Malik was like, well, if you are with somebody, um, Malik is like too much importance is put on being in a relationship or being married. If you find someone and you love them, you guys have a kid together. You guys don't necessarily have to be together if it doesn't work out. And I, I agreed with that. And then, well, someone reached out to me and told me that it didn't look well on me because I'm a single mom and all of that. And I was like, well, are you not trying to get married? Are you trying to say you're going to keep having kids with different people? But that's not what it was that was meant with that. Like, it's just, it's just the fact of the situation. Okay, yeah. So me and you, we talked about it, and you are of the opinion that if you and someone are in a relationship and then there's a child involved, or even if there's no child involved, as long as you guys have come in that commitment, you guys yeah. should thug it out to the end. That yes, is how you see it. Mm-hmm. Yes, and um, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to come on as strong as your friend did by, you know, misjudging your character and all that, but what I'm trying to say is that if you guys, if the both of you adults in the relationship are committed to the point where you bring your child into the world, regardless of whether that was a planned event or not, I feel like it is the responsibility of the both of you to stick it out in the best interest for the child. Because I just feel like it's too many, like check the statistics. And I'm going to focus on like more on our, our culture and our race, for instance, like this is the, 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 the number of single mothers to mothers that actually have partners is, is, is not a fair issue. Yeah. And I think that it comes from this type of mindset that, oh, okay, well, this isn't working out. So let me just move on and live my best life and take care of my kid. Especially if you're an independent woman, got a great job and you know, doing some, you know, you're, you're living your best life, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that mentality is really what messes 
relationships up because if you already feel like you can move on by yourself and you know you don't have to stay in a relationship that you're not happy in regardless of if you have kids or not yeah i just feel like kids are very very sensitive human beings and the way they are raised is how they they grow so for instance if if you have a child that doesn't have the, his father or her father in her life there is a 80% chance that she will act out when she grows up. Mm. Also a child that had had both parents in her life. So that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I'm not trying to say that you need to, you need to be unhappy in a relationship, even though it's not working. All I'm, all I'm really trying to say is that you cannot be quick to quit it. Yeah. Especially when you have a child, like, they, and that's why marriage is an institution where it requires consent. Okay. You have, you so know quick you're one, getting, so. before we yes. keep going into this, I would like to put it out there that you understand that there are people that are not single parents by choice. I understand that there are people that choose like, oh, well, oh, it's not working out. You know what? Bye. I can do battle by myself. I'm going to walk away and take care of my child. There are people that do that. But then there are also people that are put in that situation where the person just up and leaves. Like there are people that they've not spoken to the father of their child in years just because the person does not want to take up responsibility. So you can't blame the person for that or say um, anything like that. So because I know when it comes to single parenting, especially for me, sometimes I find it to be a very sensitive situation because one thing I always say is if you can if you've not walked the walk, don't talk the talk. Like if you don't know what it is, if you don't understand the situation, don't just be out there saying, oh well, this is what the ideal situation should be. Everybody knows what the structure should be. It should be father, mother, and then the children. But sometimes the father will just up and decide, okay, well, I'm not ready. I still want to be a baby boy for life. I want to enjoy myself and be out there just slaying all these girls out there, but me having a child is going to hold me back. And then they do that, but then the girl doesn't have a choice here. What, is she supposed to force the person and be like, oh, well, yeah, come back here and stay with me? No, you can't do that. that so I just want to put it out there and let, because I know a lot of people are always like, because I know some other people that are single parents and not single parents by choice. They are single parents because... Life happened. That's just the circumstances that they were faced. That they had yeah. to do. I understand. Yeah. But all I'm saying is that because that because life throws you lemons, don't always mean you should make lemonades out of that lemon. Sometimes you need to like go for the and make orange that you really need. Or make a margarita out of it. Yeah, of you make something else. <laughs> Not always don't always take the quick exit. Oh, I have lemons. Okay. Boom. Lemonades. Right, Come let's, on, like let's stay to, out there making margaritas. You yes. can make margaritas. You can make all types of cocktails <laughs> with that. And you, listen, the lemon can just be like the flavor. It could be mixed. It could have different types of spice. So that's what I'm saying. I'm saying because because that's yeah, life throws that at people. I understand that, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that we should promote that. So I I really haven't like I haven't listened to the Malik episode, but I, I I'm really hoping that he wasn't trying to promote that. Oh, no, because, you know, okay, now, at some point when he said it, he's like, okay, well, if you love the person and then you guys have a child together, like, and it doesn't work out. So now let's go back to the conversation that you and I had yesterday. Okay, so yeah. 
yeah, you, you, okay. Now you're married. So let's use you for yes. example, you and your wife, you guys have a child together and then somewhere along the line, God forbid, you guys just decide, oh, well, you know, uh, you don't look like you used to look. I don't feel you like I used to feel you. And then you guys just, you know, sometimes you guys just can't believe because, you know, there's some relationships that just end, not because no, anything right. was that done is, that wrong. Is bound, that is bound to happen. That is bound to happen. That is bound to happen. Like, you're not going to love your wife the same way you loved her when you first started to date her. Like, sometimes it, 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 it fluctuates depending mm -hmm. on... The, 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 it depends on your situation at the time. You know, depends on how you're feeling, how you're, you know, if you're fulfilled in your career or it just depends on, and again, let's not forget the the impact that social media has on our generation. Yeah. That that plays like a huge role. That's why you have a lot of, a lot of people like me misconstruing so many things. It cannot be perfect. So, yeah, go on. I just wanted to let you know that that's never, like, people always think that, oh, you can, it's always going to be perfect. It, it can never be perfect. And exactly. trust me, I've been married for about a year now, and I know that we've been through it sometimes. And sometimes you just think about it like, damn, like, is this what I really want to be doing? But when it gets to points like that, you have to catch yourself and determine why you really like got into this. And that's why I kept saying that it doesn't matter how bad it is, especially, especially, especially when a kid is involved, yeah. you have to always bring yourself back home. Like you have to always bring your whole self to the drawing board and try to pick it up from the scratch. Okay. So now before I go into what it is that I'm about to say now, let it be known that I, for one, I am for like, I'm going to get married one time and it's going to be only one time. I'm going to stick it out to the end. That's why I believe that there are different things that people can do to make their marriage work out when it gets to a point where things are shaky. I believe that there is counseling, there's like, you know, therapy, there's, you know, um, taking time away, you guys going on vacation together, like, you know, doing different things to learn to love again. I'm a, I'm like, I'm a fighter. I'm one of those that believe that anything that's worth having is worth fighting for. So if I'm going to be with yes. you, that's why like anybody that has ever been with me, I will always give you a tough time before I accept to be with you. Like we go through this back and forth. That's why I, I build long lasting relationships. I don't think I have, and I've been in a relationship with anybody that I'm still not friends with. That's why me and you, we have this friendship that we've had for 10 years, even though we didn't date or anything. Like, because I just, I'm one of those well, people that... That's story for another day. Yeah, that one is story, but let's not even go inside our own story. But yeah, leave me alone. Leave me alone. But yeah, so... Um, yeah, so I'm a fighter, and I believe in fighting for my relationship. So now, this is where I'm going with this. So... Say you're in a relationship, you you know you just don't love your partner anymore. You don't love this person. Like, everything is dead. That fire, the person now smells to you. When the person comes around, you roll your eyes. That's how bad it is. But then you guys have a child together. You now say you're tugging it out because of your child. You stay every day with this person. Your child sees that there's no love in your home. And then your child sees that, okay, your partner comes back. You're like, huh, your foot is on the table. And then you walk away. 
what example then are you leaving for that child? Because you guys are speaking on, oh, laying good examples. So that because a lot of people just stay together for statistics. I believe that there are certain people that should not be together. Like if it is dead, it is dead. If you've tried everything possible, don't just stay and then you leave your child there and then your child is looking at you and then your child, that's what builds dysfunctional children that don't understand what love is, that don't know how to be in relationships because they don't understand because the structure that should have let them know what love is, is is there, but then it's not showing the true definition of love. That's how I see it. That's where it comes from for me, where I'm like, if you guys love each other, you guys made a wonderful child together, but then you've tried everything in the book possible, and then it doesn't work out, then let it go. Don't punish your children, because to me, it's punishment. But when you say things like that, it just makes me wonder, like, what what could my significant other have possibly done that will make her, that will make me so disgusted to even stand the sight of her. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, 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 I try to imagine it and it's just not coming to me. And we, we spoke last night and we talked about a scenario with the whole um, sugar daddy stuff. <laughs> and that really had me thinking because I was like, damn. You know, if I actually found myself in a... Oh, yeah, let me tell the story. Okay, so yesterday yeah. he was like... Because um, I was like, um, sometimes you may have... Um, I asked if he had ever been cheated on. And he said, well, thankfully, none of the girls he has been with had ever gotten caught. They respected him enough not to let him know they were cheating. So... <laughs> well, I appreciate all of you if you're listening. <laughs> so uh, it kind of... Uh, okay, so because I, uh, I can't remember what it was. And then... Well, like, okay, let's say it's a materialistic girl. And then she's like, um, okay, you guys get married. He's like, it's not possible for you to be married to someone that is materialistic, but you, the person would never have shown you signs of being materialistic. So I say it's possible. So I gave him an example. This was my scenario. Okay. Betty is married to Jude. And then Betty and Jude, they both grew up in Yanopaja in Lagos, Nigeria. Both of them got admission into college in the U.S. They both came to the U.S., started living in Atlanta. And then Betty meets Becky when she starts working out. What's the guy's name again? Jude. Betty and Jude. (laughs) Betty and Jude have been living a very humble life. You know, Ikpaja kids, they don't really have much. They've always, they've never really, had too much so there's really nothing to be materialistic about in all of this she, yeah. betty has always been con- content with everything that she had so i'm not using becky now she's brenda so we now meet brenda the atlanta girl that works in betty's office betty is doing it brenda comes she's like oh my god you're such a beautiful girl oh we should hang out sometime now oh. brenda is one girl that she has sugar daddies she dates like the elite people footballers and all of that so they go out they go out to hang out now brenda's sugar daddy comes with his friends and then he looks at betty and then like oh betty oh you look pretty here here's a thousand dollars thanks for coming she looks she has never seen a thousand dollars in her life because jude only gives her a maximum of two hundred dollars at once and then she looks she's like oh wow next thing she goes out with brenda again the next time brenda's friend is like Oh, they are walking in the mall, and then she stops by K 
K-Jewelers, and then she's looking at this beautiful necklace. Trigger Daddy's friend is like, oh, wow, that would look beautiful on you. How much is it? Box it for her. She's like, oh, wow, there's stuff like this. You walk by the Apple store. He looks at Betty's phone, and Betty's phone is cracked. She's looking at iPhone 6. And then he's like, what phone do you like? And then she's like, oh, I want the XS Max. And then she's just laughing, joking about it, and then he pays for it. She comes back home, lies to her husband, says it's work, lies about the jewelry, says, oh, no, I got it off eBay. It was on sale. It was like a bid, and then it was $2. You know, she Black, lies. Black Friday, Cyber Monday. See? <laughs> just gives a story, and then the husband has never had to guess that she'll be doing stuff like that. You know, then one day Betsy comes home, she's looking at a magazine and then she shows him a pair of earrings that is $130. And then he's like, oh, please, what's all this? People that are just spending unnecessary money. But then Sugar Daddy's friend just bought you a necklace of $4,500. Now, all this while, you could never have guessed that your girl was materialistic. Then one day she just ups and she's like, you're not man enough. And she walks out on you and leaves you with the kids in the house. And it's like, you're not man enough for me. And she walks away See? because she has seen something. No, you never knew she was materialistic because there was nothing to be materialistic about. But people's environment, people's present situation, everything around them is what influences their character. Mm-hmm. That's how okay. I see it. That is true. And really, she, Betty, right? Betty has only been experienced to a certain life. Mm-hmm. In- in Iyanopaja, Lagos, Nigeria, and that type of life has not really afforded her the, you know, the luxury, luxuries, yeah, and she didn't know any better at the time. Yeah, but this is where I have an issue with Becky, with with Betty, right? Mm-hmm. Betty, Betty comes to the comes to the United States in pursuit of her her education and all, lands a a, a job and meets um, Brenda. Brenda is more of the upscale type of lady. Mm-hmm. And Brenda is an escort. Brenda is an escort. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I thought Brenda was working in IT with Well, Betty. yeah, they were working in IT together. Well, the escort as a side <laughs> On also, the right? side, yeah. She's oh, following okay. the ballers and all of that. Yeah. Okay, cool. So this is the thing with Betty, with Betty right? When you, you, you just, you, you caught me where she walks by the Apple store and the sugar daddy asks her what phone she uses and she uses a cracked iPhone 6 and the man <laughs> asked her what would she like and she says she likes the excess mask. See, that is, she's always been materialistic. No, she hasn't. She Who does, doesn't want has. better I'm, things I'm, in I'm life? I'm telling, you why, I'm telling you why I think she has because if you're humble, you're supposed to stay humble so you say, I, they say, someone just asked you what phone. Now, at this point, he didn't say, let me buy you a phone. What? All he said is, oh, what phone, phone would you like, like to use? Why are you, Why is she going for a $1,000 phone? Are you seriously asking me that? Hey, if I listen, see, if I call Daniel here now and I ask Daniel. Perfectly. The phone she has works perfectly. But it's cracked, though. It's, that's, that's fine, <laughs> but it still does. It gets her, she gets by with it. <laughs> she's getting by. Yeah. And I, 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 uh, listeners, I, I don't want you guys to like profile me in a type of way. I'm not that type of dude. Trust me. Ask Paul, my wife, and all. But and this is it. This is the thing. Let me let me let me bring my wife into this. For instance, 
my wife is is not a very materialistic person. She rather would, you know, if if you're gonna if you're gonna do and go out of your way or go out of your budgets to do anything for her, she would rather you do that on experiences like go see a show on Broadway. That's mm. you know type kind of bougie. Buy a flight somewhere on vacation or something, but she would never ask me for a Gucci bag or a Louis belt. Hmm. So I'm just replacing Betty. With Hold on, there, their future husband. I want a Gucci purse, and I will still go to Broadway just so we know. <laughs> but yeah, let's keep it going. <laughs> hey, I'm a mess. <laughs> Listen, so that's. I would like every phone that my wife has used up to date, I have bought for her. And that's only because I happen to like certain materialistic things as opposed to her. But the thing is, when I buy for myself, I'm buying for her at the same time. We use the same phones. We do the same things. And I do that knowing this is not materialistic, but also so that no other person can entice her with stuff like that. Though I know that that's not her weakness. But I do it anyway. So it's just like men, like men, men are lazy these days. They don't want to like. Also, now it's the man's fault. I, listen, you cannot do the bare minimum for your woman and expect there to be peace. You can't love somebody. Else. Let, let me just let me just make it, make it like let me just come in full on this. You cannot do the bare minimum for someone that you claim to love. That's yeah. not how it works. Yeah. Okay. And that's why there will be problems when you do the bare minimum and said bay or wifey goes the extra mile for you. Okay, let's do let's do some let's switch the roles. Okay. No, go ahead, yeah. finish up. Yeah, we could we could switch that. I cannot be doing everything in my power for my wife and she does the bare minimum for me. That is not an equal exchange that is not a fair exchange that's not a fair relationship there is bound to be issues along the line yeah down to the chores down to the chores yeah i hear you on that but let's assume like it's a relationship where everything is done perfectly like both of you make good money she pays Uh for vacation like you guys take three vacations a year she okay. pays for the first one, you pay for the second one, the third one comes from your joint account and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like you guys do everything perfectly, mm-hmm. but the spark is just not there. Like you guys just lose it. Like, you know how it is when familiarity gets in the relationship. Now you've stopped noticing that she's wearing a new dress. You stop noticing that she lost some weight to try to look good for you. She st- she hasn't noticed that you got a new haircut and you changed the way you look. Or let's even assume that everything is being noticed and everything is going on smooth and everything is all right. And then somehow the spark is just not there. Like it is dead and gone. I don't know, man. The, 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 the spark just doesn't go. I don't know. Like, I just can't. No, me, I'm, I'm a believer in one thing. How I look at it, because I know yesterday what we came to a conclusion with in regards to, like, walking away from situations was, like, personally, I said, if 
Now, I know people stay for different reasons. You stay, me, I'm staying because I'm a fighter. I'm not saying I'm going to walk away from any relationship. So let's not get it wrong here. I'm just looking at it like I'm being the opposite side of this discussion here. Now, I'm just looking at it like, okay, let's assume you guys have been married for 25 years. And then one day your husband, you find out that your husband has another family with like two kids outside. And then you just come home and then he comes, he asks you for forgiveness. You don't believe in divorce because you're a born again Christian. And then you're like, okay, well, I forgive you. But then every time he tries to touch you, all you think about is, oh, he laid with someone else. So you can't stand him. He comes home. You wonder at the back of your mind, like, is he coming from her place and stuff like that? So you can't bear to be with this person. Now you have your kids in the house. Your kids see you every day. They see you crying every night. They see you doing this. Now you're not leaving an example of love for them. Now your kids are even aware that, hey, your father has kids outside and all of that. But then you still you choose to stay. But then you're being very hostile to your husband. You're being whatever it is. Now the same God that you're saying you're staying for because you're a Christian says you should honor your husband, but then you're staying and you're not honoring your husband because you feel like your husband has sinned against your marital vows. But then you're making someone else's sin make you sin because at the end of the day, all sin is sin. Yeah. It's all equal. Yeah. So if you do that, you're not, you're not helping your home. The kids that you're staying for can see that you're not happy. You're not living a life that makes them even want to admire what marriage is. So, why? That's where I. That's where I come in with the. It's okay to walk away. If you cannot see yourself living with that person, it's okay. Like okay to walk away. In my opinion, honestly. On that note, I'm I'm gonna have to like partially agree with you that it's okay, and I'm only saying this because at this time there's really nothing you're staying for. Them kids are grown. No, let's assume your kids are like 14 because you guys started having kids late. Like you don't, your oldest child is 14. Mm. But then you're saying you are staying, you're staying. Uh, you, you're going to have to stick it out. Stick it out and then show your kids what example. Now, in this situation, personally, I feel like if you're going to fake it and stay, I mean, if you're going to stay, fake it. When your kids are around, do the whole lovey, lovey, like, hey, baby, how was your day? So that your kids can see. But the moment your kids, what, where are you coming from? Like, you can do the fight. That's me. Even though, like, even I don't even have time for all that type of drama. Like, I just feel like that's too much. But if you're trying to thug it out, why not just thug it out to the T? Create this illusion because you're doing it because you want your kids to understand the ideals of marriage. So in that Thugging out. Are you going to play the role, or are you just going to stay there and be crying every day so your kids can see you? So that's hard. It is. It is hard. It is definitely hard. But the question now is, at the point where you feel utter disgust for your husband because he stepped out on you, how? How are you not having a conversation about this? Why is that, oh, the deal breaker? After you married this person, you remember your vows. Did he not remember the vows when he went to go and and be sleeping outside? But now, 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 (laughs) listen, but this is now we're doing tit for tat. 
that's not what no this is not any tit for any tat like you're the one that decided to step out on our vows you broke what it is that is supposed to be our right that has happened already Mm -hmm. what's the next thing to do to ignore and just you know and just kill yourself no that was it let me tell you where it is that you're getting it wrong you've never well you don't know that you've been cheated on now i've been in a relationship where i've been cheated on and i will know that this person is coming from his side pieces out and then he comes back home and then he expects to come and like you don't even get it like it's just crazy he'll come back and then he's been all sweet and everything and then you just sit there and then you look you look at this person because first of all when you're being cheated on you see that it's on different levels number one you feel like the person is taking you for a fool number two you just it's disrespect to the t like it is uh, i can't let me not even go in because that's another level where like that's one thing that irks me to like if you want to kill me just cheat on me and then like that's how i never understood the concept of cheating and I'm, mind you, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm a saint. You're not I've a saint. Never, I've never cheated on my wife, but I have cheated in my previous relationships. Yep. Because of certain reasons, and we, you know, we we, we made jokes yesterday about <laughs> if I have a a barren wife, yeah, or barren girlfriend, or you know, whatever situation we we have going on, we're trying to have kids, and then she's not. She's medically biologically incapable of Of having kids hold on one second let me take a break real quick all right so we're back yeah so you know we're a woman that is unable to biologically have kids oh yeah let me tell the story i told with that one so because i'm a storyteller and he said i watch too many movies so i tell (laughs) him i'm like okay so that boy you know that your wife cannot have kids you're there and then You've told her, oh, let's adopt. She's like, no, God would do it because she's she has been going to church. She believes she has faith. She's like, oh, I want to I want to carry my own kids. I don't want to adopt. I believe and I have faith that one day I might be able to carry my own kids. But then you both know she can't do it. But then she had like she can't biologically do it. But then she has faith in God that she can do it. She has a stubborn faith. <laughs> she yes, yeah, she has a stubborn faith. <laughs> Next thing. Um, so you go to your friend's party, Michael's house. Yes, Michael is always throwing parties. Yeah, so you go to Michael's house and then you see one girl, she's giving some better leg work, doing the zanku. You know that zanku that they do now that they'll be whining waist, and then you're just there after sipping honey, as in the zanku is looking good, and you're like, damn, can this get called zanku on top of Zaddy? You know, and then <laughs> next day <laughs> you guys wake up in michael's guest room and you're like well damn the girl wakes up she's like oh my god i'm sorry i usually don't get down like this this happened blah 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 you guys don't even exchange number that's how much of a mistake it was to you you guys decide okay let's pretend this never happened you go you go in your quiet time you ask god for forgiveness for your sin and then you let it go next thing um what happened next if okay yeah the girl hits Michael up and is like, Michael, where's your friend, Dakbo? Michael is like, what's up? Ah, Dakbo is married and Dakbo can never cheat on his wife. Whatever happened between you guys, just forget it. She's like, well, Zanku baby is like, man, I'm pregnant. Michael is like, yeah, because everybody knows that you and your wife have been struggling for a while. And then 
Michael tells you, you're like, damn, ah, she has to abort. Michael is like, are you mad? Michael calls your mother. Your mother is like, ah, Michael, I shall be well with you. God bless you. I'll finally carry my grandchild. And then, you know, your mom is super happy. And then now your wife comes back and then your wife is upset. She won't even let you touch her or anything. You and Zanku girl decide that you want to have the baby and then she's like, okay, she can give you the child. Like, it will be like a closed adoption thing. Your wife can take care of the child. Your wife agrees, but she still cannot stand your guts. You guys are living together in a house where there's no love. Nothing. You guys are just cohabiting. Hmm. All right. First of all, is this after, um, after the paternity test and all that DNA? Everything. I did daddy. This uncle was on point. I did daddy. <laughs> All right, situation like that, man. I'm I'm gonna have to. I I'm, I'm I'm gonna have to talk it through with my wife because, um, I just really feel like. I just feel like if you want to be happy in life, you cannot have issues with your spouse. Yeah. So and I've chosen to be happy in my life. So anything that's going to cause issues like cheating and stuff like that, I try to avoid it. But let's say worst case scenario, it happens. And then she entered your body like you were not thinking. It was a drunken. Now, this was a mistake. We all agree that it is a mistake. I'm asking you now, you, you and your wife have agreed that, okay, it's forgotten. Zanku baby has moved on with her life. She dropped the child for you. I was like, see, I understand that you need this. And I just feel like it would be unfair of me to abort your child, knowing that you're trying to have one. Zanku baby drops your baby and she even goes to Dubai. She has left the country, so she does not have ties with you. You guys signed an agreement. She's never going to come back to your life. Now, you begged your wife. Your wife says, okay, I accept. That's your seed. I'll take care of this child as mine. But every time she sees that child, there's a constant reminder that you cheated. Every time she looks at you, she's thinking in that situation. Mm-hmm. Because if I look at the situation, I have won as a as a man, right? Mm-hmm. And I have my wife feeling like she's less than, or she just feels she still feels away, regardless of the fact that yes, now we have a child. Mm-hmm. That was from her, but you know, we still have a baby in the house, and she feels somewhat like a mother. I'm gonna be, I personally will stop at nothing to make it up to her because listen, it, at the end of the day, it'll be worth it for me. Because so now you're just gonna be I'm overcompensating. Gonna, that is what I'm gonna do, and there's nothing mm. wrong with overcompensating. We call it you being in the doghouse. Mm. So I'm going to be in a doghouse for as long as I need to be in a doghouse just to get back in her good graces. Mm. That's it. Because I just cannot see myself after wanting a child for so long, having to leave the person that I wanted to share this child with. Now, it didn't come from her, but... A child is a child and it's mine. Mm. She will love me enough to accept a child, especially because the child has done nothing to her. No, but then she feels hurt. You broke her trust. The moment you decided to step out on her, you broke everything. All her and, prayers and that she has been praying, where, everything. This is where accountability comes into play. 
because of that, I have to be responsible for whatever punishment that my wife is willing to put out to me. Including walking away, because if she wants to walk away, you let her walk away. All this fake talking out and punishes somebody that cannot stand your guts because you stepped out on her. I feel like that's selfish on your part when, like, she's you know she's hurting being with you, but, but then I you're like, let's thug it out. Selfish. I feel like it's selfish on her part to walk away because because you cheated on her for God's sake. Because let's be clear, in this example, she is one that cannot biologically have a child. Oh I, wow! So no. <laughs> Now it's I'm not fault. saying it's okay. <laughs> I'm saying I'm going to overcompensate, but at what point is she going to like snap out of it and let's move on to bigger things? Well, there are just some things that are unsnappable out of. Well, if in, in, in a situation where she can snap out of it, I don't know. We, 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 we're going to have to see because, listen... I'm doing everything to make her happy, going out of my way constantly, you know, like doing a lot. At some point, I'm going to have to start to make her see the good, the good side of her not getting pregnant. I'm going to make her feel like, oh, yeah, you could you imagine if you're pregnant, your body will have gone to shit and all oh, that. Wow. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I'm not everybody that has I'm, kids. How's their body go to shit? So last I'm not trying to be PC. I'm not trying to be like politically correct. I'm just trying to be like who I am. And those are the type of jokes that I will make just for her to feel good about herself. Mm -hmm. Though that doesn't make me a better person. I'm still a, I'm still a shitty person. Yes, you are. I'm still trash. Yes, Yes, you are. It's it's just going to be hard to, you can't. Okay. Say say you let her leave, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Where does that leave her as a person in her life? Where does she pick it up from? She's at peace for all you know. There are a lot of people that have been tagged quote unquote Byron, but still have kids. So maybe you were just not the right person. I I just didn't have that um, stubborn faith. Yeah. With her. But again, this listen. A lot of people in our well, a lot of people. I don't want to. I don't want to like talk to any particular demographic so i'm just going to generalize a lot of people refuse to deal with reality they would rather deal with what could be and what well speaking of reality that you said here could it not be that the reality of things is that if there's no joy peace happiness in a relationship it is safe to say that it's okay for everybody to part their ways well well, yeah, because if you, no, because people are selectively realistic. That is true. And that is, if you want to be a realist, be a realist. If you want to be a very pessimistic, I'll be optimistic, whichever one it is. If you want to be that, be that. If you want to be that, be that. Like, But don't just come and be like, oh, I'm a realist. But when it's time to really be a realist, when it's something that amounts to you where you might be on the losing end, you choose not to be realistic. Which is why I say, like, if you are in a situation where it is workable, workoutable, you work it out. But if, like, look at that woman where there's no love. You're there and then your children are getting the opposite of what an ideal home should be. That's where you have the girls that they that they're the ones that have daddy issues because 
they've seen so many arguments in the home. They've seen all of that. Sometimes it's safer to co-parent than to cohabit as a couple and not cohabit positively, if that makes sense. Like you can parent apart and do it better than being together and be hating on each other. You can't even raise kids right when there's no love. You That's can't... true, but, but how do you raise kids when... You say you can co-parent. I have nothing against co-parenting, but I feel like co-parenting with the, you know, the, the wrong people cannot co-parent. Like, you have to be a responsible... You have to be too responsible. I feel like it is some level of responsibility that will make you decide that you want to walk away from the situation. Now, there's there are people that walk away just because they want to go and catch crews. And there are people that walk away because they are not seeing sanity. There's no peace. There's no sense in the whole situation for them. And they know that they work better. You know how some people, you are in a relationship with someone and you're like, hey, I don't want to lose your friendship. I feel like we're better off as friends. And then you guys stop dating and become friends and you guys find out that you guys become best of friends that is it when you're in a relationship like that even when you uh, have kids on you there's nothing wrong with that you can be friends with your ex it depends on how you guys end the relationship like i don't see anything wrong with being friends with your ex. Agree. i don't know if your listeners agree with this well yeah a lot of people will not male, agree male listeners i don't think i don't i don't, I don't think we're, we're we're gonna run with that at all why well okay help me understand okay because that's another topic for another day maybe we'll come back another day and then i will find someone else that is friends with their ex and then we'll have you and maybe someone else oh, I, I will have a lot of questions for that person i hope you find that person, <laughs> that person okay so if your friends if you're friends with any of your exes please let's come and let's talk this out because i don't see anything wrong at all in being friends with your ex but yeah okay so yeah we i think we concluded I that exes, exes just want to be friends with you so they could keep using you no that's if I you just... guys that's if you guys were in an unhealthy relationship in the first place man well I, I was that's another know, topic for another day so let's no, not even go there anything. we're not even gonna go I there just, right now are completely useless to me at this point <laughs> Well, there could be that. I think it also starts with, like I said, it's topic for another day. But if you guys build a friendship in your relationship, it is okay to be friends outside being in a relationship because a lot of people just date without building friendship and love in that relationship. That's one thing that makes people not be friends after. Because you guys see each other and then you're just doing the toast, toast, toast. You just chase the girl and then you get the girl. No, we have to be friends first before we can become lovers. So that way we can drop the love. Do you really think in our generation people are trying to be friends first? That's what I'm saying. Nobody is trying to do that. With with a lot of things on the line, people are are getting into relationships for like the craziest reasons. True. That's what I said. You can think about like... People are not trying to get to know you before they hop in there with you. True. Well, that's not a relationship. That's just a bed situation. Oh, I, I bet you it's a relationship. I bet you that they will say they're together. Please, that's just that's just Especially friends with benefits, who, I beg. And I hope your female <laughs> listeners don't hate me for this, but girls will, be, girls will be the first to say, oh, yeah, 
ways together. Oh, what are we doing? Like, but please, God, sleep. Me. Please leave me alone because you're about to piss me off because I'm about to go in on your ass right now. But, <laughs> no, no, but, but don't worry. We'll you, finish you, this conversation right know. after I'm done recording. But let me conclude this episode and then we can continue right. this conversation after. But yeah, so I guess it's safe to say if you guys, that it is essential to try to work it out regardless of try everything. Try your hardest. Try your That's hardest. That's what I'm going to say. Like, I'm going to say try your hardest and depending on the severity of the of the of the fuck up in the relationship mm-hmm. will determine how hard you try. Yeah. So and and it has to be like a a, a, a two way thing. It can't just be one party trying and the other person just every time like you're trying and every time the other person is just trying to. Like, well, yeah, relationship is give and take. It's not just door. give, give, give. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the type to like easily. Leave. Even if you treat on me, we will have to have a conversation about that and see how we can move. But it's easy to say to you in that situation, no, but let's not no, let's uh, not go I, into I, that. I weigh the options and I figure like if you find someone that you really, really especially love, men, you men, you guys cannot even handle being cheated on at all. You guys are the first to hop in bed with the first girl you see down the street. But the moment a guy looks at your girl funny, you guys are hyperventilating. And that one, the guy has not even spoken to your woman. But let's just leave that story a bit. But yeah, that's so that that is facts. <laughs> <laughs> that is... <laughs> so... All right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so yeah, thug it that's out if you must, and if you are thugging it out, just fake it till. The reason that you're thugging it out is... It's okay to lie, guys. It's okay to be fake, please. Fake like, it for the kids. Yeah, Since you people are staying for okay the kids, fake it for God. If you are staying because of God, I'll be... As if God does not see your heart. No problem. Say that it's okay to lie to your spouse for the good reasons. Please go away. Bye. We're not even doing this because we had that conversation <laughs> yesterday and I said no. Lying is not acceptable under any circumstances. Omission of truths is... Possible, but to lie, Mm-mm. just don't say. It's better to be quiet so than so to it's lie. A slight misrepresentation. Please go lie, away. Not, We're not doing lie, that it's today. Just, it's just you you to a, a, a All liars shall perish in the lake of fire. You <laughs> should go away. But thank you so much for joining See, me. Not... I had so much fun doing this, and we're going thank to finish so that conversation right. after I'm done and I stop this recording because I'm about to cut your ass out right now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. Thank you so much for joining me. And yes, I will find another person that is friends with their ex. And then we're going to have this conversation again. I want to have that conversation. (laughs) All right. Thank you. You're welcome. That's all for today. So remember, be loyal to the version of me that you know. And do not judge me by my podcast. Have a good one.